Welcome to a terrible football show, episode 57, uh, post-Super Bowl. NFL season's officially come to a close. Uh, that doesn't mean football is over just yet. We do have the XFL kicking off literally this weekend. We've got USFL kicking off soon as well. I'm not really interested in that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to at least check out week one. I'm going to check it out, see what's going down. But XFL, I'm very excited for. I'm also excited to chat about the Super Bowl, all the reports coming out about various other things. we got a lot of things to look forward to with free agency coming up here soon. Derek Carr flexing his giant dick on the Raiders. That's a, that's a topic there. A lot of talk, talk about here today. we got the whole boys here. got the whole cast. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling with the NFL season being done? Sad. It is sad. You're right. It's depressing. Worried. Worried. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. As a Cowboys fan, you guys have a lot to be worried about. I won't, I, I agree to that. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like baseball season and everything like that, but baseball season takes forever. And I'm ready for football season again. So Already ready here in the for next it. month, here in the next month or so, I'm going to feel the itch to be back on a football field officiating. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, this is the time period for, for people to, to follow these other sports they're a fan of, but just, like, nothing really replaces football, you know? You know, because now for, for me, you know, I've got XFL I'm looking forward to. I'm not a baseball guy, personally, never have been, will never will be. I still got some hockey to kind of pay attention to. College basketball, got March Madness coming up. That's going to be fun. Trying to pay a little bit more attention to the NBA now. So got some stuff going on, but nothing will truly replace NFL and college football, which is unfortunate, but... Uh, it's that time again. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for being Super Bowl champions. They're on their way of building a dynasty right now. Looking forward to seeing what the Eagles are going to do to try to bounce back after losing both their coordinators. OC went to uh, Indianapolis. DC went to Arizona. So looking forward to seeing what they're going to do to kind of rebuild there. We're going to chat about the game here today. There's definitely, definitely some talking points out of this game for sure, obviously, that's gotten the internet pretty loud. So we're going to kind of dive into that as well as just a few headlines that's coming out of the NFL right now with some reports leading up to free agency and the draft that's coming soon. Uh, for our show, you know, next week we're also going to be doing Wednesday as well. Next week, I think for uh, episode 58, I think what we're going to do is we're going to rank our, our personal, we'll each do it, our top five players for certain positions in the NFL based on performances from this past year. Uh, so make it some spicy ones in there, honestly. Like I, I was kind of already peeping some stats and stuff and peeping some highlights. And, man, there, there's some players that might be in my top five that I don't think would be in a lot of people's normal top five. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to doing that. 59, the final episode of ATFS Season 2, will release Mock Drafts 2.0. We'll take a break, and we'll come back on another Wednesday, March 15th, the start of NFL Free Agency, as well as the start of ATFS Season 3, Episode 60. So that's going to be hype. Looking forward to it. Uh, make sure to check out some Rogue Energy. You can use the referral link down below to support some Rogue. We'd appreciate that. They just announced two more flavors, both hydration. There is the um, uh, one. I don't remember how they refer to it, but it's Skittles, essentially. And then there's also a strawberry bubble gum, I think, both hydration flavors. The Skittles one I am actually very interested in. I bet that would be a fire hydration flavor. So you can use our referral link down below or, and use promo code SPARKY3 to get 10% off. We'd appreciate that, as well as go over to Agent Inc. And buy a jersey because they look cool. You know, who wouldn't want a jersey with a trash can on it? Come on now. Look at that. That's sick. I use my unless I use my Jedi powers, I can't call it over here. Yeah. I'm just not wearing mine because as uh three as two of the boys can uh, relate with me on, it's a really nice day today. And I just didn't feel like wearing the jersey. I feel like rocking the tank top today. It's, the weather's beautiful today, at least for me. I don't know how it is for you boys. Well, Shane, you're you're not that far from me. Ricky, I don't know how it is for you. Uh, but it's beautiful here. Feels great. Feels phenomenal. Uh, I'll go ahead and turn on the music. We'll kind of go ahead and get in some stuff. Um, so, Super Bowl 
How are we feeling about it, boys? Just like gen- before we get into some conversations about certain things that the internet's talking about quite loud. Just the game itself. You know, did we have a good time? Did you did it go the way you thought? Are you surprised by anything? How are we feeling on it? Overall, it was a good game. I uh, I enjoyed it. Um, halftime show I thought was really good. I know a lot of people had some mixed emotions about that. Um, it was high scoring. Um, so yeah, I mean it was everything I expected. I uh, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna say that I really I I enjoyed the game for the most part. Um, I there was a couple things that just overall just kind of took me out of the game was the field uh, and yeah, yeah the mainly, field uh, mainly the field yeah well i mean that's what happens when the nfl paints 75 percent of the field so but halftime show i'm not a real big rihanna fan i to me it didn't really live up to the past couple years of super bowl halftime shows so i mean i was i'm indifferent on it it really just depends on how much you love Rihanna because, like, you know, my girlfriend's a massive Rihanna fan and she was only in there to watch the halftime show and it was like a, a, a 34 out of 10 for her is what she said, you know. But for me, I was like, I mean, it was a good halftime show. I thought last year's was better for me personally, um, you know, but I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was solid. Oh, i just like to point out I'm the only one on this panel who picked Kansas City to win. I want to point that out. Number two, um, I thought the game, I thought it was a very good game. Um, and um, I just want to point out, I don't, I don't care less about the halftime show. Um, she did, I did like her last song. She sounded really good in her last song. Um, it, regardless of the controversy, she is a very good singer. Um, but one thing that points out, the commercials were actually funny this year. They were really good Yo, this year. Yeah, the commercials year. were so good. I cried oh on Oh my two of goodness. Them. I did too, really? man. It was awesome. Which one did you, which two did you cry on? Oh shit! Um, you know, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. why'd you have to put me on the spot? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Because because I was I was gonna share I was gonna share comparisons. Now the one that I laughed so hard I cried on was the Sarah McLaughlin one. Whenever she was when they're in the wilderness, you two can put up tits in the wilderness, and the guy cracks open a beer and says, "You know, you're sitting next to a wolf." Like I just lost it at that point. <laughs> Because it was so, it was that was just so funny. They would mix that in there, and then of course, I mean, I know, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I thought the J Lo uh, Ben Affleck commercial was, was yeah, spot that on. Yeah, was hilarious. That was a spot. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, yeah, like I said, overall though, uh, like I said, the game was a high scoring game. Um, I mean, it was you know everything. Um, and of course, I'm sure we'll get into details about other things later, but I, I'll say this much. One thing that shocked me about this entire game is that the Eagles run defense was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, um, that, you know, for all the hype. Well, first off, let me go ahead and throw this out there involving the commercials. Uh, the the Ben Affleck and Jay, you know, Jay, the one that you mentioned, that one was incredible. I was dying. It's like, is this what is this what you do? Like, is, is this what you do when you're going to work? It's like, well, give me a glaze. Um, yes, I can. Um, but no, I thought it was hilarious. But in, in terms of uh, what you talked about with uh, the run defense, man, for all the hype that went up into this Eagles front seven, especially the D-line, 70 sacks for the year, man. That's unbelievable. And just for a team, they were five away from a, from a season record. That's unreal. Zero sacks. And Chiefs are loud about that. I mean, the Chiefs, the O-line, man, they just showed up, and the D-line for the, the, for the Eagles just didn't. And that was apparent throughout this game. 
I found one of the commercials. Okay. The farm, the farmer's dog, where it took you through the life of the dog and the and the girl. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Fuck that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the one I liked was the uh, it's Miller time, Bush Miller Bush. It said actually this is Blue Moon. Right. Yeah, that's the yeah, one that, that had me. Yeah. I was dying because I don't like Miller one, or Bush. There's one more. When Anna Ferris was playing Eve and had the Adam and Eve commercial, and she ate the forbidden fruit, and all of a sudden these avocados pop up everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, <laughs> so came that, out that of was nowhere, that was pretty funny. It did, but it was funny. Because I was expecting like a totally different type of commercial. I didn't expect it to be in a California avocado commercial. <laughs> I, I was like, what the I fuck? Didn't <laughs> nope, I did not either. Oh, and then there was the, then there was that uh, animal that new show Animal Control that's coming out. They had a bear in a hot tub. Yeah, that was that was that was funny. That was I funny like too. I like the one that had the guy that starred in it, and he's holding the cougar, and he's like, "Yeah, you can scan this, um, and get my new show about animal control." And I've also heard that uh, co- a single cougars near you want you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Did anybody like, else get faked out by the Tubi uh, yes. commercial? Yes. Yeah. I was so confused. I did not. Because, like, you know, I, I was confusing for me because I'm just watching this from my smart TV. So I was very confused. I'm watching it from my Vizio smart TV. So I'm seeing this happen. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not because I watched it on my computer. So I was like, I know it's not. Okay. Me, see, so. that makes sense. Yeah. I'm watching it from the smart cast of my Vizio. So I was just very, very confused when that was happening. <laughs> but I did get to laugh at the clips on Twitter and stuff of people like, showing their snapchat videos like there was one it was eagles family it was like 10 people in that room and literally they were th- like trashing their living room trying to find the remote <laughs> right yeah that I, that one was good too that one was good too a lot of good commercials man a plus on commercials actually no i'm gonna give it an a minus and for the most petty reason possible and i'm sure it's one that i, I feel like definitely I, I feel like jacob i feel like you can uh you know sympathize with me with and i think shane you as well but there was a lot of rumors and a lot of reports that during this Super Bowl, there was going to be a Marvel Spider-Man 2 trailer. And I was really hoping for it. It didn't happen. I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but I was really, really hyped. And I know it's probably going to be a... I, I'm not... I think it's going to be a shit movie. But the trailer was good. The Indiana Jones movie? Oh, yeah. Looks great. And the Flash movie looks fantastic. It does. Give you, I'm a, I'll give uh, you the Flash one. I'm not an Indiana Jones guy because Indiana Jones could be taken out of that and the movie would be the exact same. He has I no mean, effect true. on it whatsoever. Well, That's yeah. true. You can say that same thing for like Tomb Raider or Uncharted or no, any other can. like... Oh, you certainly can. Oh, you cannot. Laura Croft is the, is the queen of Tomb Raider. You can't take her out of there. She's the one <laughs> shooting everybody up. <laughs> oh lord <laughs> but um but yeah i was excited i did i did unfortunately miss some commercials that i wanted to see like the which i don't even know if they even played it um like the trailer for the marvels and stuff like that um there was a couple of commercials that i missed that i ended up having to catch like through twitter or like, the Gar- guardians was afterwards. the one for me I I didn't catch the Guardians trailer live. I had to go back and yeah, watch it after the fact. Ooh, yeah, same. Oh, that's gonna be it's such it's a tearjerker. As yeah. oh, I'm I'm gonna bring a box of tissues just like I did for Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I 
I don't I don't think any of them are gonna die in it, uh, per se. I think they're just gonna go their separate ways and live their own life. That's I feel like me. I, I feel like we're gonna get a death personally. I feel like we're gonna get two. Um, I just hope I, I hope it's not Rocket personally. If they kill the raccoon, that's a hate crime. I, I will say Rocket, I feel like, is the mo- one of the most likely ones to die. But, like, the reason why I don't want to see him die, personally, is because, like, there's so much more potential you can continue to do with Rocket. I mean, Bradley Cooper doesn't have to do anything but voice, you know? And I'm sure he's just down to keep getting dollars. So let, let Rocket go do his own thing for a while, you know? <laughs> I think him and Drax are probably going to be the ones to bite the dust. I think Drax... Oh, we know something's happening with Drax because Dave Bautista's already made it very clear. Like, he's ri- he's thrown the line down on concrete. He's done. Yep. So this is it. Yep. He does not want to come back. He doesn't want to be one-dimensional. He doesn't like all the makeup for the character. He doesn't even like the way the, di- the direction of the character that's went of him being a joke character. So, like, he he's openly very made it clear he's done. So, uh, he's either going to go off and ride off in the sunset with Mantis or some shit... Or he's gonna die. I'm voting on dying. I think that's what's gonna happen, Drax. Which, which I agree. I think it's gonna be Drax, and I think it's gonna be Gamora's sister. Um, oh, Nebula. 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 Yeah. Nebula. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as Dave Batista, yeah. I mean, he and a big thing is he's had issues with the director, James. Um, yeah, he's had a big issue with the director because he came on for what it might have been Endgame. But ever since then, like he he's had a big issue with like the director, so I think that's got a big part of it too. This is well. This is also James's uh, final farewell to Marvel and everything, you know, just because he's now over at DC. Woo! I am not looking forward to that. I am a huge DC fan. I could give two shits about Marvel compared to DC. Me I and you are on two different wavelengths. And... Then I'm a Marvel guy. Always have been. See, see the thing. I is... am not looking forward. I I am cautiously optimistic a lot I mean, of canceled projects is, uh, and we're we're way off topic right now hey, it's but, all good it's a terrible show <laughs> all right it's but, fine but the thing so this is the thing right so my favorite hero of all time is a flash and it's dc which that which going back to the to the commercial of the flash movie i think it's gonna be great but the thing is dc has completely sh- shit on every single movie nearly they've come out with well, except for the- a few here and there that's Marvel's why, Marvel's movies have been way better. Way that's better. That's why the Flash and uh, Aquaman two are going to be the the reset into the James Gunn universe. Mm-hmm. No, I did. I did watch WW eighty four for the first time two nights oh, ago. Yikes! Big yikes! And honestly, I didn't. I don't understand all the hate that movie got. It was. I mean, it wasn't the best movie, but I mean, it was. It better than it. some some DC movies. Yeah, it definitely didn't ruin the series. That's for sure. I just, you know, I hope, I hope they move on. I, I hope they, you know, continue that character because Gal get get it. She's very, very good. And she is smoking hot, y'all. I'm sorry, I got to. <laughs> she is so fine. Uh, lots of questions in the DC universe right now. You know, with so many canceled projects and everything, and just kind of going all new direction. First, you have Henry that's leaving Witcher, set to come back for Superman, and he gets Superman gets canned. Lots of question marks in the DC, and there, there's talks where you know uh, Jason Momoa is Aquaman, they get canned. He may be Lobo going forward, bro. Lots of lots of conversation. Okay, that's done. That's not happening. That's done. Good, yeah. good. Because like honestly, like he's great as Aquaman. He needs to stay as Aquaman. In honestly, my one thing I'm excited. Um, I was I'm excited for if it happens, but I'm also surprised that they stuck with Ezra Miller. 
as Flash. I, yeah, they're, they're I'm resetting. Shocked. This is going to be like the Flashpoint paradox. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I've heard rumors that they're, since, you know, in the, the, the final episodes of um, Arrow and stuff, when the Flash was like running and running and he ran into Ezra Miller. Yeah. I think they're actually maybe, maybe in talks and bringing Grant Gustin on um, and doing that, but we'll see. Yeah, Urza, they're, them still continue with Urza is one of the biggest shocks to me personally. I really they thought have, that was done. They, they had to. They had the movie was they they couldn't do anything else because the movie was already too far in. Right. Yeah. And for is this this and when I say that people are like, oh, well, they did it for Batgirl. Batgirl is not nearly on the same level as this Flash movie. The the this Flash movie is setting up an entire universe right. going forward. So, Batgirl wasn't. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean that that and that's totally fair. That's totally fair. All right. Well, let's actually get back to some football, though. We, you know, I feel like the four of us could go on for a while on this. That's we need to bring back talking about movies and stuff. That dormant podcast. I'd be down for that for sure. Talk about movies and stuff. Let let me stress to everyone listening: that and Spark Bark are not dead. Okay, we're just busy. More notably, I'm busy. Okay, like I promise, they're coming back. They are coming back. I swear to God. Anyway, let's get back to some football, though. So we kind of, you know, gave a general thoughts game. I thought it was a very good game. You know, I saw a lot of people talking about it. it was like one for the ages. I wouldn't agree to that. Uh, it was it was a very good game for sure to finish off the NFL season. I don't think it was one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen. It definitely doesn't trump off the top of my head the top two for me um, that I've personally watched. But it's definitely a very good game. Um, now let, let's get to the big thing because I feel like I feel like we're gonna have some opinions here. All right. I feel like people, I feel like, you know, we might have some opinions here. I'm curious where we all stand on this. How are we feeling about the end of the game? Because that's obviously the biggest talking point. All right. Now, I don't think he's going to get on, but Steve mentioned that he may join. You know, of course, he is an Eagles fan, and I did chat with him yesterday. So I'll I'll at least relay his thoughts personally on this situation. Uh, The thing that pisses him off the most is not that it was, you know, he doesn't, it's not, he's not in the boat of that wasn't a holding call. That was, that was holding 100%. 100% that was holding. He's very aware of that. What pisses him off is like shit like that got let go of all game long and then it was called then. And Ricky, I saw your post on Facebook about it as well, where it's like a lose lose situation for the ref because they let shit slide earlier and then they called that at the end, you know? So I saw your post on that, kind of saw your stance on that a little bit. But how are we, how we feeling? I haven't had a chance to talk to Jacob or Shane about it, so I'm kind of curious on their thoughts as well. You know, Ricky, you know, obviously vocalize your opinion for the listeners, but I got a good gist of your opinion. I got a good gist of your opinion already uh, just from your post. But how are we feeling about it? I'll wait on Jacob and Shane because I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure this is going to be good. <laughs> okay, so you have – two of the top teams in the NFL when it comes to getting away with hands to the face and holding calls big time. These two teams are, they know how to do it right without getting caught. And the refs knew that going into this game, the head ref, uh, even in his interview that he had stated exactly that. So that's why they were letting calls go because they knew those teams were going to do it and they knew it was going to happen. So rather than calling a penalty on almost every single play in the game, they just, all right, we'll let them do it. It came down to probably the, the tiniest of holding calls that I saw the entire game compared to everything else. That was probably the tiniest and to have it be towards the end in such a pivotal moment 
I agree. It was holding. I mean, even even Bradbury himself said yep. it is. He did hold him, but man, what a terrible time! What a what bad timing in that game. And that's all I think it is. I mean, I don't think the refs are terrible. I don't. I don't agree with any of the talks that the 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 crew should should be fired or anything like that. I I, I think they're good. Um, it was just terrible timing on their part. So I agree. I think so. As far as the holding call, it was clearly holding. But the thing is, if you're gonna let holding calls go all game, because I guarantee you, you can go back to that same play and watch Kansas City's offensive line. And I bet 99% chance that there was at least one offensive lineman holding a lot harsher than what that cornerback held the receiver, okay? Um, and for two, also, if you're going to stick to something, do it throughout the entire game. There was nine penalties called the entire game. Six against the Eagles, three against the uh, Chiefs. If you're going to let them play, you cannot let that holding call make the game. Because, I mean, that's what it did. It made the game. Um, Especially when the holding call did not alter his route. It's not like he held him enough to hold him back or drag him on the ground. If something like that happened, yes. If it altered the route, I can understand the call. But he he literally only held on to the jersey. He did not pull. He did not push. He did not alter the receiver's route at at any way. Um, But the, the call was made so that's what my biggest thing is um because like i said you can go back to that same play and watch the offensive line and i bet you find a holding call that's a lot more egregious than what that one was um and i know ricky's gonna have a lot different opinion because he's a he's an he's an official but i feel feel like he's i feel like he might be kind of in the same realm because like you know even me like that was holding. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I do really, honestly, me personally, I 100% back up what you know you guys are saying. I don't think that was a very egregious holding call. There's definitely other ones that you could find in the game where that should have been holding but wasn't. That's a lot more egregious or whatever. But also the thing that just bothers me at the timing of it and the exact hold is like, look, that you know, holding or not, that was an uncatchable ball, like up front. I mean, Juju was not catching the ball, and that was no matter what. I mean, it was it was thrown too far ahead. Yeah, so that you know, while I do agree that was a holding call, you know, I'm not gonna dispute that in the slightest. It's just like, man, now you're you're deciding to get Nick picky right now when there were so many other calls earlier in the game that you could have made and you let slide. You know, so it's like at the point that you have you let so much slide in the game, like it's just like you know, as people say all the time, let the boys play, let the boys play. So uh, you know, Ricky, you, you go ahead since you are the official here for uh, ATFS. You know, what, what's your kind of thoughts there? If you were in that situation and you were letting stuff kind of go all game long, like they were kind of doing, would you let that go or would you be nitpicky? Because I, I feel like it, me as an outsider looking in, that felt like a nitpicky call, me personally. So, so first of all, when it comes to offensive holding, gentlemen, it has to it has to be at a point where does it actually affect the play? Because a lot of the times when you see holding, it's usually offensive lineman holding the inside of the jersey and kind of pushing back. That's not necessarily a foul. So I I wouldn't be too nitpicky about that because usually when you see a holding call is if you see uh, someone on the defense, whether it's a defensive tackle, a lineman, um, middle linebacker, whoever it may be that's blitzing, is if you see them actually trying to go for the ball, go for the play, and um, and it affect the play that way. Here's where I'm going to disagree with all three of you because it did, in a way, alter his route, and I'm going to tell you why. 
he held him twice. The second time wasn't near as bad as what the first one was because it did, in a way, alter his route. I want you guys to think about something. These guys run, most of them run about a, what, a 4-4, four, 4-5 four, four, in, in a 40-yard in a dash. Let's just say a 40-yard dash just in general. So even though that ball may have been thrown 10 yards ahead, they're going to get there in about a second. So in some ways, it did alter his route. What really altered his route was when he turned. Because if you if if you watch the initial play at the line of scrimmage, that's when you see that jersey tug. Yes, was it not as egregious or anything like that? Probably not. But he held him twice. Had he let him go that first time and not have hands on him on that second time, they probably would have let the they probably would have let the play go. Because that's the way that's the way that I saw it. Personally, I probably would not have thrown the flag. But um but me being an official uh, me being, you know, just just knowing what they're looking at, what they see, and everything like that. That's to me, just me personally. I don't know if I would throw it, but at the same time, gentlemen, if it's if it's blatant, which in that case, in the in their opinion, it was blatant enough to throw the flag. I agree with the flag throw. It just sucks that it was just such rough timing. But guys, one thing you guys have to understand when it comes to officiating, you and I, I, I understand. I'm not saying that that your opinion doesn't matter because I, I highly respect everyone's opinion on here. But when it comes to officiating, gentlemen, I'm telling you, I see it every damn day that I'm out there, and it pisses me off so much because I will be out there in the middle of a basketball game or in the middle of a football game, and you ought to hear some of the things that parents are saying when they're out oh, there on the stage. Yeah. We're talking about grown people, <laughs> what they're saying oh, to officials. Yeah. This is a damned if you do, damned if you don't right. situation. It was a lose-lose. Because if you guys remember, what was it, four or five years ago when there was a blatant pass interference that was not called, and all of a sudden there's this – Big NFC outrage that, that it should have that it should have been called, gentlemen. And, and listen, I'll I'll agree with you with the consistency of letting things go in yeah, the first yeah. quarter. As as well, I'll agree with that. But gentlemen, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. It is. I it's agree a with the flag. But I also agree. I also agree that if they were going to call that, they should have called some of the egregious ones that did affect the play at the beginning. Facts. In that certain situation. The flag should have been thrown. It did alter his route, in my opinion. And I agree with you that they should have thrown more if they were going to just call that one. There should have been more that built up to that situation. Because the one thing that you want to see is consistency. The consistent thing was they did let them play for four quarters. It was just bad timing. And it that's, was. And it's a, like I said, gentlemen, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I, I'm telling you, gentlemen, it's it's at a point. There's a reason why. We are so short of officials right now, not across Arkansas, but across high school and college sports across this nation. And with the officials in the NFL, it's not the officiating people. It's not the officiating. It's the NFL rules. The NFL rules do not allow defenses to get away with near as much as what offenses get away with. Facts. It's the NFL rules. Yeah, facts. The The defense oh. continues to get screwed, I feel, with rules coming out. I feel like everyone can agree to that. If you don't mind, I am going to turn this on, and 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 only and I only want to do this because it is such a big play, right? It's mm -hmm. a Super Bowl, and and in my opinion, it, it it made the game like it it like it pretty much gave the Chiefs the field goal. Now, yes, he could have missed it and things like that, but I am going to do this if it's okay with y'all. I'm going to share this. 
and it's probably going to mess things up. And if you need to, I'll turn off my camera um, to kind of make things. Well, okay, that doesn't make it, make a big difference. Look, it's fine but, for the live stream, but man, my vertical recording got fucked just now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so I just kind of we'll watch the play and kind of get things. I know things can get kind of fresh because I know it's been what four, three days, three, four days or whatever. Oh, so no, I can't do that. Um, so I mean, it, it's it'll. Freaking! I don't give a crap about your YouTube channel. I'll, I'll let you so, two watch that. It's best if I don't. Okay. <laughs> so, Actually, wait. No, I hear I can get in on this. Go ahead and do your thing. Go ahead and do your thing. Go ahead. So is okay. So coming off the ball. So for one, my 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 thing with um my thing with the first holding call, which I saw it. You saw it right there. But it's within five yards. And if doesn't I'm not mistaken, anything, though, if, it, if anything, that'd be, that'd be a legal contact. It wouldn't be holding. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yes, no, from, that, from that my five, opinion, but that five but, yards does not apply in the NFL. It doesn't apply in the NFL. No, not on a hold, not on a hold or a grab. No, it does not apply in the NFL. They can, they can like kind of like stiff arm each other, push each other around a little bit. But when it comes to a hold, a grab or any kind of illegal contact to the face, that five yards does not matter. Okay. Mm. So I did not know that, but even then from, from this first from this first little instance, and I'll given this this could be a better a better video, but this is the the first one I found. Um I'll go half speed. So I'm assuming what you're talking about in the first hold is gonna be that one right there with the left with the right hand. If so, you saw yeah, that. it's 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 as soon as soon as he is he's right off the ball and right as he's turning, there is a handful there is a handful of jersey. That's where so the initial right, hold So right there with the right hand, that that's probably what you're talking about. Yes, which it, that's it, the it first does. one. It does. It pushes him a little to the a little to the left, which I can see. Okay. But this, I mean, of course, and this is what I'm talking about right there. He literally all he does is grab the jersey. He does not alter him at all. It, it's still it's still a hold. And, and that, like I said, had he not done it, the, he did it twice. Had he not done it the second time, they probably would have let it go. But since he did it a second time, because he knew he was going to get beat, like he was beat. That's why. That's why they grab jerseys. They usually grab jerseys when they get beat. That second one, as tiny as that second one was, had he not done it the second time, they probably would not have thrown the flag. Wonder if they're going to play this, or this is the very next play. Yeah, so I mean, I can see it, but the thing is, even even then, even with this small of a right hand, and it pushing him, I mean, it literally pushed him a half step to the left. I mean, it, it's and it may not even be that. I I still don't see enough there to 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 throw that flag, knowing knowing where. Um, let me turn this off. Um, and I mean even. Like, like even even Mike Pereira, which Mike Pereira is probably the best when it comes to being an analyst with officiating and everything. Even Mike Pereira said hey, that that's a tug of the jersey, that's a hold. Which I mean, yeah, I mean we 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 all we all four stated it's a hold. Yeah. But in 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 my defense here, um, the thing is, you got to be in the mo you, you you've got to know what kind of moment you're in, right? It's a Super Bowl. You've got to know that little bitty flag compared to the stuff that you that they've been letting go. Is gonna highly, highly put that in the Chiefs' favor. Um, so and at that point, just let 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 them play, and it is what it is. Um, I, in my opinion, you you still can't throw that flag. 
So, so here's here's what I want to challenge you on that one, Shane. And and of course, everybody else, everybody else is kind of in the same boat as well. It's like I said before. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because let's just say, what if, what if the Eagles came back and scored a touchdown and they win that football game? What's going to happen is the very next day, the NFL is going to release all these calls that should have been made. And I guarantee you that's one of the ones they would have put on there. Defensive holding should have been called on so-and-so. And it's it's one of those things. The NBA does it all the time. And LeBron James, I'm calling him out too a little. Oh, it pisses me off. He is <laughs> such a hypocrite. It's not even funny. This dude literally got fouled. A couple, I think it's about three, four weeks back when he's playing the Boston Celtics. He got fouled. I saw the foul. I saw it in real time. I saw it in the replay and everything like that. And this dude just went ballistic because they didn't call a foul. The first thing I'm told as an official, if it's a foul in the first quarter, it's a foul at the end of the game. It doesn't matter if it's the regular season. It doesn't matter if it's the playoffs. It doesn't matter if it's a, just a little bitty tournament or anything like that. So, to, like, for example, tomorrow night, I'm going to call two senior high district tournament games down in Strong. Uh, I, one girl's game, one boy's game. And the one thing that the, the one thing that the, my signer is going to look at, how are you calling the fouls? He's going to look at the, the one thing he looks at more is the foul count and the consistency of the fouls that you're calling. And that, I guarantee you he's going to look at that. He's going to want the same thing in the first quarter as it is in the fourth quarter. And that's just the, that's just the thing, guys. It's just one of those things that damned if you do, damned if you don't. I hear people all the time, you know, gripping because they call it in the first quarter, but then all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter, game's on the line. Oh, you shouldn't call it in that situation. Guys, it, it, why do you – then if that's the case – Let's officiate the first three quarters, take the officials out, and just let them slugfest it in the fourth quarter. Hell and then yeah. Let's just, and then let's see. I'm here and for that. Let's, see, <laughs> well, let's just see why we need officials. I'm just saying it's this, a damned if this, you do, this will you be my, This will be my rebuttal to that. Okay. So say he doesn't call that He doesn't call that flag. Well, actually, let me back up. As far as consensus, cons- consistency, like I said, they threw nine flags the entire game. Nine. They weren't calling shit the entire game. They weren't calling nothing. And then, so just say he doesn't throw that flag. Now, again, I, I don't remember what exact yard line he was on. Um, but they were still on what I'm assuming is positive side of the field. So just say they don't get that and they have to punt. And and it it and then the Eagles get the ball. They, they're going to get the ball well, deep well, they, in their they own. Would a, they would have had a... They've had a field goal. He was that. They were pretty close to the goal line. Okay, True. so even then, they still would have had the opportunity, right? Um, and then, of course, True. Eagles would have got the ball back to have a chance to go score. Um, but even then, the game's tied. It's thirty-five, thirty-five. So let them play, and then, frankly, you got to think the Chiefs' defense has has been shutting them down that entire game. I honestly don't think well, Eagles... Well, the entire, the, the entire second half. I well, the entire, entire second game. half. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant second half. My apologies. So, in my opinion, I don't think the Eagles go down there and score before regulation. I think I think if they don't make that call, we're seeing an overtime game. Yeah, because if you... if you I, I, And so, I could agree to disagree with that for the simple fact is, is that you saw the Eagles when they scored. They held the ball a long time in that game. Oh, my God. I know. Time Huge time of and possession. So I, I think they had 36 minutes of the 60. I think it was 36 to 24 in favor of the Eagles as far as time of possession goes. 
And so that that just tells you they were taking their time. So going in a two minute drill, I think you're right. I think they're they're sort of in a disadvantage uh, when it when it comes to that situation. But it's like I said, guys, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. Um, and it just it it sucks that it happened that way. Um, but it is what it is. The Chiefs, in my opinion, the Eagles blew a ten point lead. The Chiefs earned that victory. A couple oh, for th- sure. Couple and, things, I'm, and and I'm not fighting against that because uh, I mean I definitely recognize the Chiefs are Super Bowl winners. They deserve it. Um, you know, you can't no no matter what that call, you can't necessarily you know blow a lead like that. But the end of the day, like when it comes down to that call, I I can't. In my opinion, you can't throw it, um, especially. In that situation, you weren't calling things in the entire game. As the game's tied, um, yeah, but we can move on. I, a couple points that I have. So, personally, I'm still in the boat. You shouldn't have thrown the flag. Like, I agree it's a flag, but based on the track record of that game, I don't feel like the flag should have been thrown. But I will say this. Ricky brings up a damn good point. If they wouldn't have thrown the flag, let's say the Eagles went down and scored – we would have had a reverse situation. <laughs> we would have had a reverse situation of what we have right now of everyone being like, here's all these calls they didn't you know, call all throughout the game. So Ricky brings up a damn good point on that because it, it really goes back to what he, Ricky's trying to say. But, if you know, if you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. That is a very, very good point. The other, be, the other take that, that I have, though. hold on, the other take that I have is, again, I mean, Eagles did blow a 10-point lead. I mean, uh, Chiefs obviously shot to them on that. You know, that was the Eagles game to lose. Sorry, Shane, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I was the one interrupting you. Um, but let's be real. Like, I mean, I go back to it again. They threw nine flags. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to get that list of calls regardless, frankly. Right. I mean, I'm sure Monday morning they still got a huge yep. list they, of calls. Yeah, they probably did. They probably did. nine flags. <laughs> When was the last time you only saw nine flags thrown in an NFL game? Right. <laughs> like, usually each team has nine flags. <laughs> like, you know, so that, it, happens, that's, it happens more than you think. Yeah, it may just happen in the games that we just don't see, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, those those noon games that gets lost in the shuffle or some shit. You know what I mean? It may happen more than we think. <laughs> but, uh, Jacob, did you have any more that you want to add on to that? Nah, I've spoken my mind on this matter. Yeah, it's a situation that no one really wants to talk about, and it it really does kind of taint the game, honestly, which sucks. You know what I mean? Which is also why I think a lot of people are so upset about the call, is because everyone feels like it tainted the game. Um, you know, because now that now this is the conversation, not celebrating the Chiefs or questioning what happened to the Eagles. You know what I mean? You know, because it's kind of tainted the game to an extent uh, in a lot of people's minds, which is unfortunate. But it was still a great game. Uh, definitely definitely a great game. Shout out to the Chiefs. They're on their way of building their own dynasty. I mean, really, they are considered a dynasty now. It's, I think the minimum yeah, – I think it's three Super Bowls and you're a dynasty, um, you know, you know, as, as a franchise. And, uh, you know, they, they do have three now. But, you know, this current era with Andy Reid is working to build their own dynasty. So definitely shout out to that there. It's it's honestly wild to look at uh, where Patrick Mahomes is at. I mean, he's like what only twenty six years old, I think. Um, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowls, and in the years of starting, been five straight AFC championships. I mean, it's really wild to look at it that we are witnessing, like we we witnessed an unbelievable career that will never be duplicated with Tom Brady, and now we're witnessing something else where it's like it may not reach the same heights of Tom Brady in terms of Super Bowl, you know, wins or and appearances of. Seven and ten, but it's still just like we're, we're we 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 really are witnessing a different level of of um, 
just legendary status happening right now. And it's kind of, it's kind of wild, honestly, because, you know, uh, you know, when it came to what we witnessed with the Patriots, you know, I didn't think we'd see anything ever come close to that ever again. And we may see something cl- somewhat close to it with the Chiefs. Uh, definitely would like hope the Eagles can bounce back from this. You know, I love Jalen Hurts. You know, you know, lost some pieces obviously with the with the, with both coordinators leaving uh, to other jobs. But hopefully they can kind of bounce back. Well, I know, I know. You know, obviously you two don't hope they bounce back. You hope they just burn and and just are they're a terrible True. team next year. So that, that's just my own sentiment. Sorry, shouldn't uh, drag everyone into that sentiment. But anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the Super Bowl that we want to get out there? We want to hit a couple of these uh, little headlines that I wanted to shout out. Kind of chat um, about. My only thing is, I don't think they're quite a dynasty yet. I think in order to be a dynasty, you have to either get. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are a dynasty yet. I think I think we're too quick to throw that out right now. Five but straight I, AFC I, Championship games, three I'm, Super Bowl I'm, visits, I'm, two I'm, Super Bowl wins. I, in in order for me to classify you as a dynasty, you've got to win the championship. Back at, back in the day when it was when it was the the Patriots, they won. What at least one time back to back, and they had. I mean, it, it got to a point yeah, to where they were three out of four. every other year, every other two years. Um, I think you, I think they'll need one more in the next two years for me to classify them as a dynasty. Well, in terms of the Andy Reid era, you are 100% correct. You would need uh, a third one to be considered a dynasty, but I'm pretty sure, I, I at least I thought the NFL in general considers a franchise a dynasty if you have at least three. So in that case, the Chiefs are considered a dynasty. But I see what you're saying, Shane, because it's what I just said, too, that, you know, in this Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes area, they get a third one, and you, they're 100% classified as a dynasty. I, I, I can see both sides. I can see the side that Ricky's throwing out there, and I can see the side of, hey, get one more, and you're a dynasty. Now, I can now see are they the most dominant, do, dominant, do, dominant, dominant. team <laughs> in, the, in the last six years? Yeah. Yeah, most yeah, yeah, that's true. Most certainly, <laughs> most, most certainly they are. You know, like you can't. You, they they're very consistent in that they've been in for a very long time. I mean, I remember before Patrick Mahomes got there, the Chiefs were dog water. Yeah, they I had mean, they, were, they had those few pretty nice years with Alex, and then there was definitely extent where they were just complete garbage. And um, but I mean, I'll be excited. I mean, I know I'm going way into the future here because I know Andy Reid probably has at least another four or five years coaching, but. I'd like to see what um if if Andy Rita ever moves on what what Patty will to do. That's true, that's true. That that's gonna be the big thing to watch, honestly. All right, uh, let's uh, let's move on. Let's hit a couple other things going on in the NFL. Uh, so you know, I know we got you know the Derek Carr thing going on and stuff, but I want to touch on something else first, just because it's like, damn, that take has aged really well. Jacob, how are you feeling right now, man? How are you feeling right now with all these reports that Atlanta may go big on trying to get Lamar Jackson when you called that in your mock draft 1.0? I'm telling you, man. Pieces are coming together. I got an insider. Okay. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Atlanta is one of the teams that makes the most sense, you know, based on dollar amount they've got, second most cap space for this season. You know, they could do it, you know, the, the, the one thing that I saw where it's like Atlanta may not want to do it is they just finished getting out of, like, purgatory hell for salary cap, you know? They may not yep. want to get back into it, but at the same time, like, who's their, who's their quarterback? You know what I mean? Is Desmond going to be the guy? You know it's not going to be Marcus. You know, it's like they, 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 they do need a quarterback, and it's going to have to – they have to be willing to sign a big, big deal. But, man, you know, if, if Atlanta – 
actually uh, trades for Lamar, you may get you're one step closer to going to a Dallas Cowboys game potentially. And you know, the funny thing is about that is before I said that, before I predicted that, I didn't hear any talks of Lamar going to Atlanta. But immediately I after I said I didn't it, either. I didn't either. I didn't like literally. ESPN says it. CBS <laughs> says it. Every, Are they actually listening it. to a terrible football show? Literally, you <laughs> called it and with the exact trade that you called. And I was like, this man's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> Two days later, I get reports from fucking like. Twitter <laughs> notifications and yep, CBS yep. and ESPN and Fox are all reporting this. I'm like, if this motherfucker gets this trade down to the T, bro. I swear to God. I'm going to be out a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, man. It's looking like it. I mean, because at this point, Lamar is not going back to Baltimore, man. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. So it's the question of where he's going to go. And I feel like Atlanta is one of the best places to go. I really do. You know, you got a top 10 pick. You can trade Baltimore. You've got the money to sign him long term. You could send a player if you want to as well. You can, you know, send a first round for next year. I mean, you've got you've got some value there to to, you know, entice them for, you know, trading Lamar Jackson. But and, you know, I think we're, we'll, we'll find out what's really going to happen soon, because from what I understand is that uh, the Ravens don't know if they're going to put the non-exclusive or the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar, which will then kind of dictate if a, if a team can come in and try to make a deal or not. Um, so, I mean, it, it's about to get loud with Lamar Jackson and what's going to happen there and then just kind of see what Baltimore is going to do. But, man, if it ends up being Atlanta, I'm looking forward to that notification from ESPN. I will say the only thing, if it does happen, the only thing saving my grace is I, I did say it has to be the exact trade. He did. He did, so. yeah. So that's the one thing. That's the one thing that could save me. Now, Shane, so. what what would you do if it was word uh, point for point the entire exact same thing? I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> and I would a have a fucking to... job in the NFL or for some organization. Man, I better. <laughs> 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 no, for real though, I, I want I do want to double down on that take that Shane said of uh, you know, there was no conversation of Lamar to Atlanta until after that came out, until after you know Jacob threw that out there. Yeah, literally two days later, bro. Like yeah. we had the show on a Tuesday, literally like yep. Thursday night, Friday morning. I woke up to all these yep. fucking Twitter for notifications, and I was like, this motherfucker knows I something, know. dude. <laughs> and yeah, the, the the worst part is, guys, like I fucked everyone over here. And we didn't get a chance to really promote Mach 1 more because I completely forgot until like four days later to post our mocks online. That's on me, guys. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. <laughs> like, I had the pictures made. Like, I sent, I sent Jacob and Shane. I sent you guys the picture. Ricky, I forgot to send it to you. Again, I forgot about it, guys. I'm sorry. I was busy with shit. And I just it's slipped right. my mind. <laughs> If the if the if the NFL ever comes calling for Jacob and they and they're wanting receipts, we have the video receipts. We have video <laughs> receipts. I've got it's receipts on the in board, damn it. I've got receipts in the Discord showing when Jacob sent this. Like we it got receipts. On that board. <laughs> right and what the board there. says it means. Man. Next no. thing you know, you're gonna see Cleveland or Cincinnati contact him like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Real real question though. Real question. Besides the possibility of Atlanta, who else could be a potential trade uh, candidate for Lamar in you guys' opinion? Because that's one that I've been horribly racking my brain on is who else would swing for the fences to get Lamar? Like, I've been really racking my brain on this because you know, whoever's going to do it knows they have to, if they want him, they're going to have to pay what he wants. 
I just don't know who else would be willing to pay what he wants. Honestly, I really don't. I mean, it's going to have to be a team that's in the top five, top six, seven of, of cap room and somebody that doesn't have a quarterback. Someone's got to um, be very desperate also, right in my opinion. they got to be desperate as shit. Let me throw out a name here. Let me, let me see if it sticks on your guys' wall. New England. They have the cap space. They have the draft capital. They also need a good They need a better quarterback than Mac Jones. They have Bailey Zappi. What do you mean? Yeah, they, are, the <laughs> they are not going to go. I, okay, listen. I, I, I will admit you were right. Bailey Zappi did decently good. I know. But greatest he, college quarterback I, I, in history. I do, I do not think that he is going to start for the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick. Yeah, they're going to trade for Gardner Minshew. Oh, for the love of Jesus Patriots Christ. Patriots Dynasty 2.0, baby. Let's go. I swear to my soul. <laughs> last week, I watched the show, and what did I hear Alex say? Oh, Garmin is going to get a Super Bowl ring best quarterback ever. <laughs> best quarterback yeah. ever. The second basketball quarterback ever to get a ring. Minshew Mania all the way. Let's go, baby. <laughs> love so, Minshew Mania. The, the thing with that, I, I, I think it could be a possibility, but the thing is, it's also going to have be the intrigue from Lamar. Lamar yeah. is not gonna go to a team. Uh, I don't. I don't think New England right now is in a better spot than what Baltimore is. Okay. Well. Well. Let me let me throw this out here. The teams. Let, let's go over the teams that are stuck in quarterback purgatory. Obviously, we know it's the Falcons. We have the Raiders, who only have about 19 million in cap space. Probably not going to be enough. We have the Saints, who is negative 60 million dollars in the cap space. Ooh, Sean wanted out for uh, a reason. You have the Jets, who are more than likely going to try to go after Aaron Rodgers. If they don't, they have less than a half a mil, negative half a mil in the cap space. They don't have enough money. You have Tampa Bay, negative 55 million in cap space. They don't have the money. The Commanders, only $8 million in cap space. The only teams that make sense that have the money and have the draft capital simultaneously is Atlanta and New England. Hmm. He does bring up some good points there. One thing that really hurts the Mar, and I and I and I I understand he wants to represent himself, but dude's got to get an agent. That's how that's how things get done. If he had an agent, if he had an agent, this probably would have already been done. What are you talking about? His mama is his agent. <laughs> oh, his <laughs> my family, my family deserves that fifty million a year. That, that that damn Jerry Jones pays Dak Prescott forty million a year. To throw Sean Watson got turnovers. this much, and he right, hasn't right, done okay. shit. Why why do you have to throw that out there, man? Come I'm on, sorry, now. man. I, I, it was a comparison, my friend. It was a comparison. It was a hurtful comparison. <laughs> and the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, right now the Raiders, the Raiders. Raiders and Jets, I think they're more in, or I think the Raiders are more intrigued by Derek Carr, and I think the Jets are more intrigued, or not Derek Carr, Raiders are more intrigued by Aaron Rodgers, and the Jets are intrigued by either Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. So I'm pumped to see where Derek's going to go, honestly. I love the way he flexed his dick on the table to Vegas because it's like, you know, they went with the whole, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll let you go seek out a trade and, you know, go talk to some teams. Like, oh, thanks, Vegas. We appre- I appreciate you. All right, I'm going to go visit Saints for a couple days and stuff, have a good time. I'm going to come back. All right, yeah, no, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to sign my no-trade clause. You're just going to release me. You're going to pay me the money, and you're not going to get any capital from a team that I may go to. <laughs> Kiss my ass. I love it. I, I, that's big dick energy from Derek Carr, in my opinion. That's- and that's the whole thing of having a no trade clause. That's that's why you mm-hmm. hang on to that 
It's like, why would I let you trade me and get a little bit of value back? I don't want you to have any value. You said I wasn't good enough, even though statistically he got better each year he was there. Right. And so now you now you got Josh Jacobs, who's most likely who knows what he's going to do, but it sounds like he's going to have a little bit of control over who gets the quarter or who's going to be the quarterback. You know, things like that. So I mean, that just that's the, that's the big key right there. I have another take, and the, I've been mulling over this for the last two weeks now. I came on board with the Rodgers to New York whole idea. I'm now leaning more towards Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders. And let me tell you why. One, they have a better system. They have a better system made for him. They have better weapons than the Jets do. Two, Raiders have a better offensive line. The Jets are going to be losing Mekhi Becton because they're not going to be picking up his fifth year. They're losing George Fant, who he's going to be going to free agency this year. Aaron Rodgers is getting old. He wants to go to a team that's, you know, more likely to protect him. Fair. I, I, Tom. Think, Tom I think the, the Raiders. And not only and not only that, if you look at the years that Aaron Rodgers was, I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't been good because, I mean, frankly, let's, let's be honest, he's, he's still been good. Um, But the years that they've, been that the Green Bay Packers won. They had a good running back. They had I mean, just had a good run game. They have a good mean. running back now. You mean they had just had a good run game? You mean yeah, good run yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I mean, going from the Jets or the Raiders, I mean, I much rather have Josh Jacobs. Which a good run game is based off of a good offensive line. Exactly, because like the thing with the Packers, it's like they don't have a bad offensive line, and they were just fucking hurt. Like they like the amount of yeah. like I, and that was something Aaron Rodgers talked about on Pat McAfee's show consistently throughout this season is just constantly flipping this player here, this guy gets hurt, do this guy here. So it's like you know Shane's right. It's just they just didn't have a good run game. I mean Aaron Jones and um, God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. AJ Dillon. Yeah, AJ Dillon. They did what they could and they played well. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the same level of run game we saw in Aaron Rodgers' two MVP seasons. You know what I mean? Uh, that he just had. And it's just because the like, offensive line was banged up literally all year. I mean, David Bakhtiari's been out for like, what, almost two years now? I mean, he he, he played. I mean, he pretty much. I mean, obviously, I know he played one game, I think, last year. Uh, the last game of the season, missed the playoff game. And then this year, he he played a few games. But, I mean, he's been basically out for two years. So, and he's one of the best tackles in the NFL before he got hurt. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you get a good run game, he can get something going. And, you know, Vegas does have a pretty solid offensive line. And then, you know, that could entice Josh Jacobs to come back maybe and you know, get a good run game going. You know, I, I'm I'm in the boat personally. I think Aaron's going to – they're going to make it to happen to Vegas. That, that's that been kind of the boat. I, I keep flipping what boat I'm in between New York and Vegas, but I feel like Vegas is is the one that, you know, I feel like is going to be the the more of the possibility for uh, I where officially, he's going to I officially flipped to the Raiders – um, for Aaron Rodgers once he announced that he was going to go to his little dark mode on Friday. Yeah, his darkness retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to look into that. I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm kind of I'm legitimately really curious about it. I'm going to have to look in. I'm not, not curious enough. I'm going to do it. I'm just, I just want to know more. I'm, I'm just curious. There's a shit ton of ayahuasca for him there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, also, just random question. Ricky, are you are you still going to be calling Vegas your number two team? What are we? What, what's going on here? What are we doing? No, I mean, I, I, I texted last week to you that I thought Vegas was going to be his destination now. 
you know, just based off the talks and everything like that. Well, I, I mean, for you, Adams. I mean, for you, your 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 second favorite team in the NFL is it going to be Vegas? We rocking with that? What what are we doing? It's, you know how hard you know how hard it is to be a Cowboys fan than have a backup in Vegas. You know how hard that Don't is. Be with a the Bengals Raiders. fan. Yeah, be a Bengals fan yeah, with Ricky. Yeah, Gracious. come on. Come Great on. balls of you got actually. You, you know, no, because I can't Hold stand on. Aaron Rodgers. Hold on, Jacob. Go fuck yourself. Ricky, I'm claiming you. Come to Duval, baby. You, you call no, 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 you no, call no, Duval no, to win the no, AFC South. Be a Duval no, fan with me, baby. No, Come on. No. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we, the Bengals, are a Relax. kitty cat. Relax. Very true. I, I'll, 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 I'll give you that much. But I am, and I, I know at this point in his career, Joe Burrow is a much better quarterback. I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I've, I've been a huge Trevor Lawrence Let's fan go. since he's been in high school. <laughs> I mean, it just, I, I just have been, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nece- I don't know necessarily saying that I, that Jacksonville is going to be my second favorite Come team, on, man. but as far as quarterbacks go, he's, he's my favorite one to watch. I, right. I, I, I've, I've watched him since high school guys. And I'm telling you, I, I, oh goodness. It's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting, uh, f- a few years between him, Joe Burrow, um, and some of these other guys coming up. Yeah. After that take, I don't give a shit. You can go be a Duval fan. Yeah, come on, Ricky. Come on, join me in Duval, baby. Let's get it. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All I said was is that I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. Even though Joe Burrow at this point in his career. Hang on. Even though at this point in his career, Joe Burrow is the much better quarterback. But I have watched Trevor Lawrence since his high school years. He's to me, he's still terrific. Give him some time. This was only his second year, and he's about to get Calvin Ridley too. Because in his defense, hey, he oh. had the crappiest guy no demand coach again his first year. So, Facts. hold on now, hold on. You can't make up the excuse. It's just his second year. Because look what Joe Burrow did in his second year. Okay, hold on. It, let's let's I also. Get that. But it's two totally different situations, and Facts. you know it, my friend. Yeah. Listen, J- Tre- Trevor Lawrence's first year, wipe it off the books. His first year was this year, okay? Wipe the first year off the books. We we all know that was a very severe situation and why I'm still beating the drum that Doug, Dougie P should have won Coach of the Year. Yes, he should have. Yes, he should have. I love, no, I love no, Dayball. I, I, I know you're a Dayball guy. Dougie P is Coach of the Year in my opinion. <laughs> I ain't gonna say I called it, but I you did called call it. it about you, halfway through the season. You totally called that. Like literally, I think if you go back two or three episodes, I think you called that. That you thought Brian Dayball was like one of the leading candidates for coach of the year. So shout out to you on that. But I'm just saying Dougie P is my coach of the year. I mean, like the expectation I mean, look, and I- I'll agree to this. The expectations for the Giants and the Jaguars both were on the floor coming into the season. All right, let's be real. We can all acknowledge that. All right. Jaguars, you know, let's start with the Giants. They far exceeded expectations. They went on that undefeated streak, whatever, shout to that, made the playoffs, won a playoff game against the Vikings, who were pretty hot, all that good shit. But like, look, I'm look, I'll I'll hammer this drum all day as a fan of the team. Jacksonville under Urban Meyer is was one of the biggest dumpster fires I have ever seen in any level of sports. And for Doug Peterson to come in, turn it around, and go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. I don't know, man. Dougie P is my coach of the year. But I, I understand and respect that Brian Dayball win it. it. I do think it is deserved. I think he's definitely – I mean, really, if we want to get it down and dirty with it, honestly, you could shout out like two or three coaches of this year, you know, where it's like they could all just be tied for first, honestly. And Dayball would be in that ranks, in my opinion. That's I my know thoughts. This, I know this won't mean much to you, Jacob, 
but the second that Aaron Rodgers is announced to be leaving Green Bay, Cincinnati will officially be my number three team. So just know that. I know it's not saying too much, but hey. You got something up with to you. your number two. Okay, Seattle and Denver, dude. Come on now. Yeah, it's I mean, a big yikes either or. It's like you have a pile of crap and you also have a big old steaming pile of crap. It's like what it's too. like it's what like, Shane said when he least, uh, Shane, at, it's like what Steve said I, when he absolutely destroyed you about that. Team, okay? At least I got one playoff team. I had one barely playoff team. Fact. It counts. A steaming pile of crap in Denver. <laughs> it counts. Okay. A, a steaming pile of crap in Denver and a criminal in Pete Carroll in Seattle. So, hey, you know what? I, will, I will say, though, I will say that Seattle desperately needs to retain Geno Smith this yeah, season. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'll, yeah. see, I'll see what Sean Payton does next year, and then we can reevaluate. But, right. you know. They won't make the playoffs. Give they won't make the playoffs next year. Hey, you know, he'll need so, he'll need two years to get that team into tip top shape. Hey, one random I, question I, here, because you know, you said Geno Smith made me think about uh, a little conversation I saw online about this. Do you think it's time that this day and age that we need to have multiple awards where it's like comeback player of the year and most improved player of the year? Because Geno Smith winning comeback player of the year that makes sense. You know, he's been irrelevant for so long and shit. But like, you know, I saw a lot of people conversating that there was a lot of players who would can't be considered comeback players, but they could easily be considered most improved. Do you think that should be an award as well? Because I feel like I feel like that sure. should. I feel like that makes sense. For sure, yeah. I think comeback player. You think that's straightforward? Who is, like maybe come off on an injury? Yeah, yeah. Or... Like Alex Smith. Alex Smith, exactly. I think, is the perfect like example exactly. of a comeback player of the year. Yeah, I agree. I think most improved player of the year. I think I think that definitely won an award that needs to happen. I saw a lot of conversation after Gino won it where it's like, well-deserved to Gino, 1 million percent. He deserves comeback player of the year. But there are other players that got snubbed that were just the most improved players. They weren't like, you know, comeback, but they were definitely some of the most improved that it just gets lost in the shuffle. And I'm like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I can see that. I got to head out. All right, man. Have a good one. We're about to wrap up the show soon anyway. And now my vertical layout's fucked up again, so it's okay. <laughs> I, mean, I can bring my screen back when we go back over the plate. That, <laughs> that, did you did you guys see that picture I posted in the Discord of what it looked like when all that was up? No, I didn't. I posted in the work yeah. Discord. Bro, that's what happened to the vertical plugin. Uh just because like, you know, the vertical plugin is like it's just we're all coming from Discord right now. So it's like I had to have multiple Discord windows and cut and paste to have the way I needed it to be. Um, so I don't know since I'm, since I'm starting to do vertical recording as well, we may look at using, uh, the restream, uh, studio for doing the, the remote stuff. We may, we may, as I, honestly, that, that remote stuff, restream studio works awesome for it up front. Uh, just cause I, it presets all the vertical stuff for me, which is really nice. So I might try that in the future. Um, but yeah, we may go ahead and wrap up the show. I mean, you know, we hit like the couple major headlines, talked about the Super Bowl. Did you boys have any other takes we want to throw out? Did we want to throw out some XFL predictions? Like, let me pull up week one. Hold on. Let me pull up. We're not going to like track it or anything. I mean, I don't know. Does, so. my, does my Battle Hawks play, uh, play Saturday? Yeah, everyone's playing. Yep, every, yeah. every single person's playing. And the Arlington, Arlington's in the first game. Let's go. Need to find out when they're playing. Fucking watch that. Uh, Saturday. <laughs> no, no. Uh, St. Louis is Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So, 2 o'clock. Lit. My game is Saturday night at 7.30. So... I'm pretty pumped. We got Vegas and Arlington, you know, kicking things off Saturday. So shout out to that. I know Jacob's going to be tuned in. 
I got Orlando and Houston going at it uh, Saturday night. St. Louis and San Antonio Sunday afternoon. And then Seattle and D.C. Sunday uh, uh, night as well for week one. I'm pretty excited, man. You know, I I really, uh, you know, obviously with this show, you know, we only have a few more weeks uh, in general, not of just season two, but also of even the beginning of season three. We only have a few more weeks of this show before we go on a on a on a break. We we take our break over the summer, but uh, even for the uh, the time that we got going for us, uh, definitely want to try to bring some light to the XFL and maybe even the USFL. If it's not garbage, it was garbage last year. I'll be real; I did not enjoy it. So, it used to be yeah, great. From, from what I used saw to be from the USFL, back in the day, the, was it the Stallions? Yeah, right. I mean, they won it last year, but they pretty much just romped everybody. Yeah. Good social media team, too. Good. Yep. I talked about that last I, week. I mean, I, I'm frankly a fan of them just because of Bo, Bo Scarborough. I've liked him ever since he, he was a freshman in Alabama. That dude was, is unreal. Then I he came to Dallas. He, he got picked yeah. up by Dallas and didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. But hopefully, if he. That, you was, know, he, that, that was during Zeke's prime. So, I mean, it makes yeah. sense why he wasn't able to get the hit the field as much. Hopefully, hopefully he, he says that he, he both Bo tweeted out something yesterday, I think, and was like, yeah, I had a dream of something, something. I'm going to go for 2,000 yards this year. Um, so maybe if he hits that and they win another championship, hopefully he gets a, uh, you know, a contract and see what he can do back in the NFL. But he's definitely a player I like to watch. And plus they also have a couple of Razorback players on that Stallions team. So, uh, I'm going to try to look into getting some XFL gear. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Honestly, I'm actually uh, unbelievably excited for the, uh, the week one game for Orlando and Houston because not only is Orlando my squad, but also for Houston, I'm pretty sure. I feel like Cole McDonald's going to be the starting quarterback uh, for Houston, in my opinion. I mean, I, you know, looking at the quarterbacks they have on roster, I feel like Cole McDonald is the most likely to be the starter. And, man, Cole was a beast at Hawaii. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to watch, see what he can do. A, even if it a is player that I'm, I'm excited, I'm not really a fan of, but I want to see how he does is Francois. Okay, okay. He was over. I think he was extremely overhyped at Florida State. Um, so I want to see if if he's got that dog in him. Right. Yeah. No. XFL this weekend's me pretty sick. Looking forward to chatting about it next week, as well as next week we'll do uh, our top five um, players. At we, I feel like we need to have some sort of level of consistency in terms of positions. Like, how, what do we want to do? Just we, we would, do we just want to go ahead and do everything, or do we just want to just do certain positions? I feel like we need to I at think, least have consistency of some capacity. I think I think we should do skill positions and then Maybe as like, a whole like, defensive yeah. line and offensive line. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Okay, so like, so court, yeah, you know, so okay, yeah, so quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, um, O line, D line, linebackers, corners, safeties, and then just do tight ends as well. Yeah. Okay. So not nine nine rankings essentially, just top five. You know, in, in your opinions, we can do that. Uh, I'll let Ricky know as well. Um, yeah. So quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, cornerback. Don't forget fullback. Safety. Okay. There's I like wish. Two, I, I wish. I love the fullback position, baby. I wish. Like in in the games, um, bro. Fullback's one of my most important can... positions. So. All right, uh, yeah, and then uh, the week after that, uh, for episode 59, the final episode of season two, uh, we will do Mock Draft 2.0 of all of ours, and I will 1,000% post it online this time. 
I promise you. I compl- Dude, with all the travel I've been doing recently and stuff, it just slipped my mind. So that's on me. I've been I've just been in and out and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we'll take a break. Uh, for the May, March 7th slot, we will not be live. And then we'll come back on Wednesday, March 15th, to kick off Season 3 with ATFS uh, with free agency and potentially – a little surprise. I won't say yet. I have to finish it first. I want to. I want to make sure I'm going to finish it first before I say what it's going to be. But if it if it works the way I want it to, it's going to be pretty sick. It's going to be pretty cool. All right, uh, boys. Anything else that you want to shout out here before I hit the music? We got out of here. Nope. No. No. I'll, I'll I'll keep I'll keep it within for now. Within. For I got now. some stuff coming up. No. Ooh. I got some good juicy stuff coming for up for the mock draft. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh. I guess I guess now we know why he just turned off his camera. Mel Kiper called. Oh man, fuck Mel Kiper, that clown ass stooge. I hate that guy so much. <laughs> God, what an idiot, man. Uh, looking forward to draft time though. Looking forward to the draft special that we'll do. That'll be sick. Hopefully Jacob can be here for it. That'd be awesome. See the studio. See the stooge. Pretty nice. Pretty relaxing. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it from us, boys. Any, any last words you want to throw out of here? If not, I'm going to hit the – we're turning up the music, and I'm, I'm, we're out of here. Oh, bye. Good. Bye. Go Orlando Guardians. Let's get it. XFL, baby. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. See you.